I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello and welcome to MLS Fantasy Insider, our review of round two and preview of round three. This week's episode is brought to you by Bench Scrubs, sometimes scoring galazos to maybe ruin your fantasy week. <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, as always, this episode is brought to you by MLS Fantasy Boss and the fantastic community of r slash fantasy MLS. I am your host, Michael Den, filling in this week for uh, Reed as he is on vacation, not on holiday. We're not British guys. Use that again. Um, and I'm joined uh, this week by my usual partner in fantasy, Blaine Riffle. And joining us as a special co-host is on last minute is uh, Christian Ward, one of our players from uh, the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord. Welcome, guys. Hey, how's everybody doing tonight? Doing well, doing I'm well. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to finally be back from uh, two weeks from vacation and work. One week fun, one not so fun. Uh, so, so how did everybody do? This was kind of a crazy week. A, a couple of big results going against fantasy players. How, how did y'all make out? Yeah, this week wasn't terrible for me. Um, 83 points. Uh, week rake was still just inside the top 2,000. So not great but i wouldn't call that a bad week all things considered um i started off even worse so i'm inside the top 1200 now i always start the season slow but yeah i mean i went with the kansas city trio of martins kinda and Polito, which paid off big time that was uh 30 points right there my bench did not do what i wanted to do i got caught by the molino injury when they went crazy on goals and then a bunch of fours and fives all around. Um, unfortunately, I did Captain Pavone. Um, you, I expected LA to do a whole lot more against uh, Vancouver there. Uh, Should have gone with Vela again. Second week, I've skipped on Vela, and it's bit me. So, um, yeah. Gotcha. How about you, Christian? <laughs> this is where everybody <laughs> finds out how special I really am. Uh, and I'm not saying in a good way. Um, let's see. Well, I'll tell you what. I did really poorly uh, last week, uh, which is kind of surprising because I thought I was uh, better than this. Um, I took advantage of the Knighton uh, start and started him and took the five points. Uh, he got five points, um, but then did an idiotic thing, which, uh, listen up, kids, you should never do, uh, which is strand five points on the bench for someone like Clint Irwin. Um, <laughs> uh, that get, got me four points. Anyway, um, I what really killed me, I guess, was I took the Roldan bait. I took the JDS bait. I thought I was clever uh, picking Lucadia because on paper, Lucadia should have done something. And Pavone as well. I did, however, Captain Vela because ACV and uh, 
And uh, believe it or not, I got some help from Drew Moore. Uh, so I also had Luis Martins uh, got bit by Palacios, although Palacios did get four points, which was actually decent for how they were kind of blown up there by Philly. Um, also had Pity Martinez. So that's pretty much it. And Paz. So that's pretty much it. So how many points did you finish with? Uh, I do. I can I plead the fifth? Uh, 60, Sixty-eight <laughs> yes, <and> points. Sixty-eight <laughs> points. Overall rank nine twenty-nine. Week rank eight thousand seven hundred and thirty-two. Ouch. <laughs> uh, I've I've been there many, many times. Um, this week, my only kind of salvation was that I had enough money to swap in Valeri. Um, when my midfield went to trash, um, and that pretty much saved me, that and captaining Vela. I ended up with 79 points, um, which was week rank 3,199. I'm overall 1290. Um, I didn't have a particularly good first week uh, because I missed a bunch of stuff because I was driving. And If you can't do switcheroos with this setup, you're not going to do well. Um, but thankfully, this week, I was able to do a switcheroo, got in Valeri, um, ACV'd. Um, and I think that was pretty much the only big difference this week. Um, and of course I hit them up my phone and started on the series. Um, but yeah, so we kind of mentioned it. Um, Pavone, I think trapped a, a lot of people this week. Uh, if you pick up Chicharito, that hasn't been fruitful two weeks running. Um, I don't think anyone was expecting LA galaxy to put up nothing at home against Vancouver. Um, do we have any thoughts on the Galaxy going forward? Uh, are they not fantasy viable? Uh, they're playing another expansion team this week. What do we think? I'm not going to bash on the Galaxy so much right away. Um, decent first week for everybody who picked up Pavone. Um, uh, this week was just one of those fluky ones. Um, I didn't get to watch as much of that game, um, but I watched Vancouver in that first game against Sporting, and they didn't look as bad as we were expecting coming out of the gate. Um, I think that's a little bit more cohesive team right now than anybody expected. So I'm going to give a little bit. I'm going to give more credit towards Vancouver just taking the game on the road and playing well. That's a defense that last year we were all high on to start the season, and they kind of tapered off a little bit. I remember looking at their defenders a lot throughout the season, and I play a lot of draft. So I had a couple of the uh, Vancouver defenders on my draft team for a while last year, and I think I finished the season with a couple of them. They were just good good production. So a um, little bit of adjustments with Hernandez up top. I mean, Chicharito's starting slow. That's not unheard of in MLS for a forward and that's going to affect the rest of the team. But I really do think Vancouver's come out to play this year, and I'm going to give a lot more credit to Vancouver and their defense starting this season. Um, yeah, I, I agree with uh, Blaine here on the uh, Vancouver take. Um, they're not as bad as people are saying. Um, I think their attack is a lot better. Um, and I think that we saw that. Um, I am going to, however, disagree with Blaine. I am going to rip on the Galaxy because I expected more. I expected more from Chicharito. Um, yes, it takes a while, but Chicharito has been around a long time. He's a former Premier League player. He should be able to come into a side and at least show something, you know, <laughs> something. Okay. 
it's it's almost like I remember watching that game and thinking, God, they're they're just avoiding him. You know, he's making some runs, and and honestly, he, you know, he looked all right. But you know, I think you I think you got Katai on one end, you got Pavone on the other end, and those guys are typical. I want to be the star, and they pretty much ignored him. And I think that's what's happening. And there's a there's a uh, somebody on here. I think uh, Patrick Smith, Galaxy, it's a trap. Absolutely, I agree. But um, uh, poor coaching. Someone said in the chat. Mm-hmm. I, I would have to agree with that. Yeah, it definitely doesn't seem like they've adjusted their system away from the system that worked with Zlatan. Um, and Chicharito and Zlatan are not the same yeah, players. Not even close. Um, but, yeah, you know, what surprised me was was Katai. Um, he's had two poor fantasy performances. I've had him – I think I had I played him last week, had him on the bench as a switcheroo this week. Um, he's just done absolutely nothing. I, I was expecting kind of big things with him. Um, kind of getting into the LA system with more talent around him. Um, he's always a player I kind of rated highly. I was expecting some fantasy performance um, out of him. Um, and I mean, a lot of people were betting on the Galaxy. I mean, looking at the scores that are in chat, um, 62 points with a Pavon captain from Anurag. Um, Patrick Smith, 65 points, Pavon captain. Adam got 85 with a Pavon captain. You had a great team, Adam. Good job. Mark, 93 points. JoJo, 63 points with the Bavone captain. Um, so de- definitely a lot of people got burned. 83 points with the Pavone captain. You did pretty well, uh, Nano. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the real question is, um, I-, I don't think I'm picking Galaxy players too much going forward. Um, definitely not Chicharito until I see something. Um, I would only pick Pavone going forward. Do any of y'all disagree? No, not at all. I, that's the only player on my radar from the Galaxy. All right. Well, we, t- we talked about a team who's did done poorly. Now I want to talk about two teams who had a pretty good week. Um, I know Blaine wants to talk about one of them, but I'm going to make him wait uh, until the end because I have to gear myself up for that much homerism. Uh, and we'll talk instead about <laughs> Minnesota. Uh, 5-2 win against uh, mm. San Jose. Um San Jose has given up seven goals already this year, which mm-hmm. seems like a lot. Um, we may talk about that when we get into our picks for this week, but let's talk about Minnesota. Um, is is this a sign that Minnesota is really clicking, or is this something that's just a fluke? Uh, what do you think, Christian? <laughs> hey, you want homerism? <laughs> All right. I'm a Minnesota United guy, okay? Season Look, I haven't heard your homerism first. I haven't heard your homerism, so I can deal with your homerism more than Blaine's. So <laughs> it gets old. I know, I know, I know. Um, look, I think, okay, there's a lot of people who rag on Heath. They rag on him. They rag on him. They rag on him in Discord. They rag on him in the press. Yeah, he's kind of a blowhard, but that guy has ha- – sorry, kids. <laughs> that guy has done a heck of a job, I think, bringing some players in and allowing them to gel. Um uh, you know, look at the backups, for example, Hassani Dotson came in, you know, come on, like this guy has done everything for this team. Um, Molino goes down in the 42nd minute, Dotson comes in, the team does not skip a beat, okay? Um, I don't know how much of that is the opponent tanking, but I kind of like San Jose. I think 
especially if they're playing at home. San Jose at home is strong, usually. Um, I know we're very early days, but this is basically the same team that they fielded last year. So I, you know, I'm going to call this a heck of a, an improvement for Minnesota. All right. Uh, bringing in Amaria has been amazing. Um, yeah, he's a cocky guy. <laughs> 25 goals guaranteed. All right. We'll see. He's on pace for it. He's on pace for more. So we'll see. Um, I think a lot of people had question marks about Molino in the 10 roll. I think he's working out just fine. Um, we'll see what happens, though. Now, I've talked him up. They're surely going to tank this on Sunday. So <laughs> that's how it works, right? <laughs> no, yeah, I, that, no. I mean, I'm right there with you. You look at you look at this lineup. I mean, Tyler Miller, we had our questions about him last year with mm-hmm. L.A., but yeah. you put a solid defense in front of him. He's going to do okay. He yeah. may not be the best Any goalkeeper keeper. in the league, but he's going to do well. He can make the big saves. Uh, you got Opara, who's a two-time defender of the year. you got Metanier, who I thought last year was probably the best right back in the league. Um, you've got Gregus, who has – pretty much replaced Madunjan in for the best fantasy deep line play or deep player you can get. You want that defensive mid who's going to get on set pieces and score you some big points. That's Gregus. Uh, Alonzo, we know is one of the best box to box destroyers the league has right now. And I mean, he's getting older, but he's still got it. Um, I love Molino. Molino was a $600,000 fund money transfer at one point. I mean, you don't pay that type of money for a nobody. Um, Finley oh, he was, was great when he was at Orlando. He was yeah. a heck of a fantasy asset when he was yeah. with Orlando. Yeah, I mean, and then you've got Finley out there who has never really found a good home, but I love him as a player. I love the way he works on the wing, and he has been fantasy gold for us. And then you add a, uh, an upgrade at, at your striker position. I mean, Amaria mm-hmm. may or may not be a, a 25-goal guy. He may not be a 15-goal guy whatever you you've upgraded at the striker and you've got that much potential. Like this is a team that is built to go a long way and they're not a defense only team like they were last year. I, right. This team is a they have an attack. week in and week and, out. And don't, don't let the big thing about this two two win start is these have both been on the road for them. Mm-hmm. And that's the real test in MLS. I mean, they look, they're looking dominant on the road right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one last thing. And uh, that's uh, Darwin who, um, I've watched yeah. both Houston games so far. Um, I mean, he's doing what he did at Minnesota, you know, giving the ball up. I mean, everybody said, you know, <laughs> this team is nothing without Darwin. Okay. We'll see. So, so let me ask you, Christian, who do you think is mm-hmm. fantasy dependable going forward? I mean, cause Molino got hurt. Um, mm-hmm. is Greg taking over like absolutely midfielding points. Amarillo is a solid forward. Yeah. Amaria, Amaria has, look, I don't have any numbers to back this up. So just take me for, for the gut I mean, feeling. It's week it, too. So you yeah. probably shouldn't have any numbers. <laughs> right. No, no, I mean, he, he came from somewhere. Right. I mean, like yeah. there's, you know, he just has this swagger demeanor, this, work rate. I mean, if you go back and look at video of the Portland game and look at his work rate, okay? Look at San Jose game and look at Amaria's work rate. I would stack his work rate up against any any forward in this league. I mean, like it's amazing. This guy is challenging people on the ball. He's not like running around jogging around up there. Hey, I'm open, you know, pass me the ball and then gets PO'd when he doesn't get the ball. <laughs> this is, you know, like 
seriously, it's Gregush, Amaria, whoever ends in the number 10, uh, Finlay. I think they should start Chacon on the left. All right. I really do. Um, that's just my opinion. I, th- I like him better than Lode, but, you know, that's just a homer's opinion. I was going to ask if Lode is fantasy viable because I know he's cheap, no. so people might be looking not for Not right him. now. Not, not right now. He got a goal last week, but um, in my opinion, he just is not as sharp on the ball. Um, I've, I've seen him give it up stupidly a couple of times. Uh, I've seen him win it back, too, but I'm just saying, you know, he just doesn't seem – comfortable in the system um so i i don't know maybe somebody out there has got a, a more you know like a detailed opinion about that uh, mm-hmm. but i i just i've never really thought he was jelly <clears throat> you know looking at him chacon on the other hand chacon yeah he's young what is he what 19 uh he is dangerous this guy can this guy is like a Brian Rodriguez, only he can score. Okay. So like, I, I'm not going to put him on that level, but I'm just saying like, he's that type where he can cut in, he could burn people. He can beat people and, and take the ball into the box and get a shot off very easily. And it's kind of a mystery to me why he doesn't start him, but um, I get it. You need maturity on the field, whatever. So I'm talking a lot. So, you guys- <laughs> well, hey, I, I asked you about Minnesota, and really, I was just kind of delaying what I have to do next, which is, I mean, the big, other oh. big results of the week: Sporting Kansas okay. City four nothing against the Houston. I got Dynamo. plenty to say about Minnesota if you want me to go on. <laughs> I, I, I want you. To, it's not that I want you to go on; it's that I just want to delay what's about to happen. But I have to. So, Blaine, go, go, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I. <laughs> I yield the floor With, without going to Homer. Um, if you were to run end of season awards right now, Gotti Kinda and Alan Polito would mm-hmm. be two of the finalists for MLS mm-hmm. newcomer of the year. It's two weeks in. I get it. But these two guys together are dynamite. Um, Kinda, I was expecting big things from him. I saw that transfer come and I was trying to watch it come through. I've got a couple of friends in Israel who are giving me updates on everything that they were getting over there. Um, I expected to have a quality eight slash 10 out of him. Um, I didn't expect this. He has come on so much stronger than expected. And Pulita's veteran leadership up top is just unreal. In that Vancouver game, he had some easy drives to get some shots and he decided to hold the ball up. These two guys are really running this team right now going forward and they're playing well. And I can't say enough about these guys, but I don't need to go over it. Their fantasy numbers are speaking for themselves. This is uh, two goals in two games for each of them, and each of them have a game winner already. Like, that's what you need to know for Kansas City is these two guys are making a difference. These two guys are the ones that you pick up in the attack right now, fantasy-wise. Um, until Gutierrez comes back, you don't need to pick up anybody else in the attack. Johnny Russell is still a great player. Uh, Shelton has looked even better than Russell at this point. Um, but the fantasy numbers are going through these two guys and the defense looks stronger. These two, but that comes with a more possession oriented game. I think I, I won't say the defense is foolproof. Um, I did bank on the defense this week because of the opponent, but they are susceptible to giving up goals. Still, they are susceptible to the deep ball and the long ball over the top. It's it's they're, 
they're going to give up a few goals. But when you've got these two guys, ride them out while they're hot. So, so this is my question about Sporting Kansas City. They've looked really good in their first two games, but their first two games were Houston and Vancouver. Maybe the two worst teams in the league. I don't know. But Vancouver looked pretty good this, this this week. But, I mean, going into it, that's what you would probably think. Um, this week, Sporting Kansas City goes on the road to Atlanta. Now, Atlanta does have CCL action, which we'll talk about. But do you trust Sporting Kansas City in that kind of situation on the road? Um, I guess a team maybe a little bit of rotation, but that's a lot better than what they've faced to, to date. Um, yeah, I like. I'm not going to bank on this defense on the road. I I gave a lot of respect to Barco to start with. I'm not going to. I'm not going to bet against a guy like Barco at home. Not with the team he's got behind him. But um, like, there's so many pieces. They're playing well together. Shelton on the wing and i mean he was a new york city guy you know him on the wing yeah, he, I like he is dynamic yeah he is dynamic he is creating uh polito is a, a natural finisher he i i expect a couple of goals from kansas city in atlanta um the way they're playing right now i just i expect a couple of goals the question is is atlanta going to be able to outscore him i mean that's I would trust Kansas City the way they've played so far going on the road. I'm going to go ahead and say it's I think it's going to be probably a 2-1 win Kansas City down there in Atlanta. Um, call me a homer, I don't care. Like that's that's coming from that, but the way I've seen these guys play and what I've seen so far from Atlanta, I think Atlanta's going to score down there. I don't I don't trust our defense that much. But I like the way the midfield's playing. I like the way these two guys are holding up the ball, searching out the ball. Um, Kyrie Shelton was back inside the 18 defending this week. Kinda's been back inside the 18 defending late in games. This is not the same team it was last year that was sacrificing late goals over and over and over again. Everybody on the field is getting back and helping out on the defensive efforts. And you, it's hard to beat a team that's playing that unified defense Um I, I just I expect Kansas City to go get a result on the road this week. That's the homer pick, but I just I like the way these guys are playing. Yeah, I would trust I would trust Polita and Kinda week in and week out as long as there's not other options ahead of them, which is gonna gonna be the case a lot with this MLS season. Yeah. All right. Well, um, those are kind of the main points I think we needed to talk about. Um, other takeaways, one of, one of my takeaways was just how um, sparse clean sheets were. I mean, Sporting Kansas mm-hmm. City had one of the few clean sheets. We were talking about it before uh, we started recording the podcast section, so that y'all on YouTube heard us talk. Um, not too many. Um, Toronto got one. Um, who, who was the other one that I forgot? I forgot, I forgot I'm forgetting them again. Toronto, Vancouver. God. Vancouver, yeah, Vancouver. yeah, I forgot him again. Yeah, <laughs> it, it doesn't make any no sense so, that they yeah. got it. So I can't. <laughs> um, but I mean, it was the same week, you know, the same situation week one. Um, it's just been really, really hard to pick out those clean sheets. Um, what what other takeaways did y'all take from week two? Um, that I'm really bad at fantasy this year. Um, no, I've, I've had that takeaway for the last, <laughs> you know, 36 weeks. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the two big highlights I have, um, DC's defense is not what I think any of us were expecting to start the season. DC um, doesn't look good. 
yeah, they they just don't look good. I and I was really high on them, so I'm sorry, community. Like that was my bad. But that's that's a reasonable have, thing to say. I mean, like, I mean, seriously, like, you got I have Flores, you've got Gressel. Come on, I mean, like, and Gressel hauled one one of those games anyway. So, like, I'm. I know it's been talked about in some different places and I know some people, I can't, I can't credit who was saying it cause I can't remember off the top of my head, but with the way they're playing, um, Gressel's kind of been lined up as a 10, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit on the wing. There's a lot of people clamoring for Gressel to go to right back, bring Canoose back to central defensive midfield again and slot somebody else in on that kind of wide spot where Gressel kind of drifts out wide right slot somebody else in over there if it's Moreno I know Felipe typically plays a little more centrally maybe it's pulling somebody else in as a 10 I don't know what that looks like but there that call is already starting to come up with the way the defense is leaking goals and this is a defense that other than Canoose looks pretty much this identical to last year's um, Gressel's still going to do his work on that right side, maybe short up the middle. I don't know what it looks like, but there's already some clamor for that that I'm hearing and a lot of people saying that. So, yeah, I mean, that, DC's got something to figure out. I do think they've got a lot of potential here. But when you've got Flores and Assad's back this year and you're adding Gressel in, that's a lot of turnover in the attack. And it can take a couple of weeks to get things going there too. It's just I'm just surprised that the defense hasn't looked as strong as we were expecting. Ola's injured right now, correct? He subbed out early. I haven't heard an update on him. Um, I don't know what the game has him listed as at the moment. Um, I yeah, am it's... watching that very closely because he is on my draft team. Yeah. I, so, you know, I think what adds to that complexity and that gelling that needs to happen on that team is um, a lot of the, a lot of the discord chat. We were talking about this, um, you know, uh, Flores and Gressel, they like to switch all the time. You know, like you mm-hmm. Gressel will start at the 10, but he'll end up switching with Flores and, you know, like, and uh, they'll miss Ola. And I don't know. It just maybe play a position, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, you know, let things settle down for a minute and then get clever. <laughs> yeah. I don't uh, know. Just, I mean, a couple more takeaways. And this, I think, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. A couple more takeaways I've got. Um, I really like Philly's attack right now. I mean, even if you take away the 40-yard super strike, um, mm-hmm. their offense looked really good against L.A. Um, they struggled a little bit against Chicago. I rated Chicago just a little higher. I thought if they gelled quickly, they could be better. I mean, they've scored four goals on the season already. That's not bad. I mean, Philly's one of those kind of streaky teams where they have got a lot of power going forward. Um but every time they scored this this weekend, they gave up a goal almost instantly afterwards, which is frustrating for teams, fans, everything. Uh, Philly's one to keep an eye on. And then the other team that's kind of come out and surprised me to a degree is Montreal. Um, they look better than I had expected to start the season. I wasn't so down on them saying they were trashed here. But, I mean, two goals on the road at that NFC Dallas – is good. Um, what they get? They got a two-one win against New England, who I know we were a little higher on. I mean, they've just started off. I mean, steady scoring. The team looks good. Um, just a team to watch out for. They're not the pushover. When you see them out there, don't expect that pushover. And some cheap options. And who would have thought a Rudy would start the goal? Or be two weeks in and be leading scorer in the league. 
and I, I don't know how much how many people own him in fantasy. It seems like anytime everybody's high on him, he does nothing. So when we start the season looking at everybody else, of course he's going to score. Just wait until we recommend him, and then you know not to pick him up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> except for this week, don't 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 pick him up this week, regardless. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I'll I'll throw in some more takeaways. Um, I I think New York City. I I don't think is fantasy viable right now. They're kind of discombobulated. Um, and maybe maybe when CCL is over and they're focused on MLS, they'll be good again. But they, they just something's not right. New coach hasn't gelled yet, so that's my concern on them. Uh, I watched more of the Portland Timbers and Nashville match than I wish I had because I can't get any of those minutes of my life back. Um, Portland doesn't look very good at all. I mean, I know they won. I was just kind of like, y'all won up at on home on an expansion team, and that's the best you can do. Um, the most surprising thing about that for fantasy is they just took Valeri off at 62 minutes, I think. Um, uh-huh. so, I mean, if, if the Larry's not getting full 90 minutes, if he's just, you know, he's going to so, be subbed one way or the other. So I don't saying know that, that I would depend on him. Yeah. Saying that about Nashville, um, I don't think many teams really <clears throat> respect Nashville's attack. Um, I said yeah. it in the preseason, they're, they're a counterattacking team. They're built to absorb pressure and try to hit you on the counter. The problem with that style of team is if you give up an early goal, like they did against Portland, your opponent can just sit back and bunker a little bit. They don't have to press to unlock you and they don't have to feed into your counterattacking style. And that when, when Portland sat back to enforced Baji and company to try to break them down, a calm was in there. They had to start making some subs and try to find a way to unlock that defense. And Portland's got a good enough defense that they don't need to, they don't need to push for that win. They didn't need to push for another goal. They, they were pretty confident they could sit there and, and just hold out that game. Um, who came in? Uh, Paredes came in for Valeri. That's a good defensive mm-hmm. move. Um, Abobasi for Yimmy Chara is a little interesting, but Abobasi's got some wheels on him, so maybe they were just putting out somebody speedy to kind of harass a little bit. I don't know what, what that one was. But the Paredes for Valeri move, when you think you've got that game locked down, uh, that makes perfect sense to me. Get a little bit more defensive-minded in there and just sit back. And that's that's going to be the problem with Nashville is if they fall behind, they're not built to catch up. Yeah. I mean, I guess my concern was that like even locking down, it wasn't as secure as you would have thought. Mm. And they got like nothing on a counter attack going forward, you know, because you were kind of kind of expecting at that point, okay, Nashville mm. try to stretch, but it wasn't like Nashville was sitting back either. It was just, it, just, it ended up being like really ugly soccer. Although yeah. Zimmerman almost scored for Nashville at the end, which would have been kind of hilarious. But yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Um, uh, they had a lot of shots on goal, though, didn't they? So, I mean, Nashville, Nashville, yeah. I mean, they just weren't good shots. Not, not, not I don't on, know on goal. Shots on I goal. mean, a lot of shots. Good shots, yeah. yeah. A lot of shots. So, Mike, before we move Certainly on to the next chances, so. Next section, we got a question on Reddit for us. Um, question, um, Chicharito, biggest flop in MLS history. I mean, I know we talked about it with the LA, but what do we think there? I know we've got a couple of questions on that one. I'm not going to say about. he's a flop two weeks in, but I'm not going to pick him up for fantasy until he does something. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, some some people just don't adjust to the league, um, and I mean, you know, we we've 
we're friends with a few LA Galaxy fans um, in our MLS Show League chat. And, I mean, they, they came out and said it. This feels like more of a marketing move. So, mm. um, you know, I, I think he's going to do something. But, you know, if you were expecting him to be at Zlatan level, maybe not. You know, I, I, I don't know. We'll have to give it, give it a few more you weeks. You think about it. I mean, like, LA system was crossed in to Zlatan. Yeah. That was what they did for an entire whatever. Um, completely different system. You know? I, 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 to, to me, the, the biggest issue for LA is I think they're missing Alessandrini. And I, I think that loss... Well, and Jonathan Dos Santos. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know? I, I think Alessandrini, as far as if you're looking for a guy who's not going to go you know, punt it in, I think Alessandrini has that kind yeah. of talent. And you know, to not have him is, is, is a big deal. Um, all right. How, how they start, don't start Leggett is behind. I, I don't get why Leggett was on the bench. Yeah, I was, did Leggett come in, for, replace Katai? Who replaced Katai? Uh, it wasn't Leggett. It was, uh, well, it might've been Leggett actually, but I th- they've been starting um, Sasha question who is no, not even the same league as Sebastian Leggett, in my opinion. Yeah, Leggett so. came in for Katai at 69. Yeah. Well, probably the better question is, why is Sasha Kleshton getting massive? Yeah, games? exactly. He that's, played the whole game. Exactly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, all right. It's well, a mystery. Um, anyway, well, next. <laughs> unless y'all have any other big uh, takeaways from uh, round two, um, I, I see the chat people have talked a lot about the price yeah. change system. Um, I don't know that, that we have a whole lot of numbers this week to really add to the discussion that's already happened, but I did want to mention that. Um, I mean, my, my kind of reflection from the price change since I haven't been on is just that it pretty much makes a switcheroo a must deploy mm-hmm. strategy right now because you, you have that money, you have to use it. And if you're not, you know, doing keep a room and a double switch room, I think you're just burning money uh, unnecessarily. So we'll kind of see how that pans out. You know, James promises us that the simulations are going to work out in the end. As of right now, I think it's just too much money. Um, but maybe that'll change in, in a few weeks and maybe we'll see a, a tighter game coming in the well, leg two. I, I, don't, I don't know. What do yeah, you think? I'm, I'm, I'm right here. I'm watching the watching the stuff. I'm looking at a few things. Um, you see starting prices compared to current prices. Max Rudy has three goals, most in the league right now. He's jumped the full two million, so seven point five to nine point five, which is fair for his performance. Um, Jack Price for Colorado has been solid, twenty two total points so far. Um, again, he's jumped the full two million, ten point five. That's where you kind of expect one of your playmaking midfielders. Um, Gotti Keen just started off at a seven. He's at a nine now after 18 points. Uh, Polito started off as a 10. He's at a 12. Um, this is, this. I said it all along, this is a corrective price change structure. It is designed to get players up to where they're performing, not necessarily to what they, where they start or what we think of them. And right now, the guys who are performing are up there on value. 
I mean, Emery is at a 11.5. You've got, um, I'm looking for Vela right now because he's not even in the top part of the, oh, there he is, uh, 14.4. I mean, he's gone up. That's, I mean, but Vela's potential is there. Uh, Morris has gone up to 10.2, but then you start seeing guys fall off as well as they don't play or they get fewer minutes. I mean, Josie is is down 1.6 million. He's down to an 8.9 because he's not producing. Like this is this so does Maxi. Yeah, I mean, this does lend itself to some superstars shedding value early. Mm-hmm. where you can pick them up on the cheap but that's also that's not a bad thing i mean form matters mm-hmm. a lot in this game too and um go homer again daniel shallowy last year took him to i think the last game of the season to finally break the streak and score a goal and he came off of a 10 goal 10 assist season the year before everybody was expecting big things and it took him an entire season to shake it like form matters and we see that all the time in this game and so when you see these guys start dropping i mean it opens it up but that means we've got Josie now at an 8.9 that's a viable pickup any week as the but as player values go up as the budget crunch comes in i mean Josie's now extremely affordable compared to others um Raul Rui Diaz is another one. Seattle hasn't been playing well. He went up this season, but he's down over half a million for the year. Uh, Pavone is down to start the year, or he's no, he's up to start the year. He's down for a, from a week, but I mean, you're, you're going to see this shift and kind of correct. And the top tier strikers are all going to break that 10 million, 11 million threshold pretty quick. Um, if they keep going and the other guys are going to fall off under, under nine and, like I said, it's a corrective system, and we're seeing it work. Now, seeing everything transfer, change on the one million a week instead of half a million a week is crazy. Um, we're seeing this mm-hmm. shift a whole lot faster. If we went with this last year, Kinda would only be eight million right now. Uh, Polito would only be eleven million right now. He's now twelve. Andrasic's another guy who's gone up after uh, two goals to start the season. Uh, goal each week. I mean, he's up to ten million now. He's taken the full two jump from eight. Um, he looks the way Dallas is playing, the way he's playing, he looks like a premier forward right now and he's getting the price point to match it. So I'm he looked like one last year too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, why he started at eight is kind of beyond me for the way he played. I guess the numbers didn't quite back up giving him more, but he had a really bad first half last year. So I think mm-hmm. if you look at the average it's like, well, which one do I pick? So yeah. I think that's why I and it. so we're seeing this correct quickly and we're seeing those guys and that plays perfectly into this 125 million fixed budget we could do whatever we wanted and we were talking week one about having money left in the bank last week i kind of filled my bankroll but i had a bunch of expensive players on the bench like but i burned i burned through it i just had it all on the bench this week i'm actually having to make some decisions and some Mm -hmm. of the guys i'm looking at are out out of my price range for the bench now. And that's the first time this year, last year I could have everybody. Last week I had everybody I wanted to on the bench, never had to worry about budget this week. I'm actually having to start worrying about budget. And if we keep seeing these trends and we keep seeing this full 1 million jump for the guys that are performing, they're going to price themselves out of your, out of your bench. Now I like this because it leaves you switcheroo options. I think this is good for the game because we're not talking about they're priced out of the lineup. They're priced off of the bench, which means we have to make, harder decisions and that's where we get more differential picks who do you put on the bench and that's that's good for this differentials 
it could be the difference mm-hmm. between, say, a Jordan Morris on your bench and a Josie Altador on your bench. And that's that's still a lot of firepower on the bench, but we're we're starting to get into that. That extra two million difference, million and a half difference between those two is big. Yeah, that's that's the one thing that this game lacked last year was true differentials. Yeah. There was so there was so much template team uh play going on, it was kind of funny actually. Um and this year you're at like you said, you're actually forced to actually make decisions and do some research and and figure out which six to nine million dollar midfielder is gonna actually pay off in this in this particular fixture. Um that's not easy. And so, you know, I, I'm liking it a lot better this year because of yeah. that. And and chat's hitting me up with all sorts of questions right now. Like who do I who am I picking that I only have that I have no money left over? I guess my, <laughs> that's easy too. Yeah. With my te- with my second yeah, with my second draft today today, because I I had to scrap. The answer is always Zardas. He's always picking Zardas. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've got I've got five point nine on my first draft or second draft this week. The one I'm going with the show in, um, I had one point four last week, I think, to start it. But I've got what thirty million on my bench right now of that. So we're looking at, and I only run two scrubs. Thirty million on your bench? Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. well, it sounds like we need to get to these picks if you got 30 yeah. million on your bench. Yeah, right. I want to hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's 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 get the preliminaries and then, then we can get into some of these picks because I want to find out how you got 30 million on the bench too. All right. We actually have buys this week. We have two teams on buys, Montreal and LAFC. So one of the few weeks of the year you will say this. You should not ACV this week. You should not Captain Bella. You probably should mm-hmm. not have him on your team. Um, because you don't have so much budget that you can have Vela as a scrub. If you have that much, that you're trying to use Vela as a scrub, you're, you're showing off and you should probably make some different picks. Uh, but yeah, so Montreal and LAFC players. Um, LAFC's got some good 4.5. Uh, I haven't checked Montreal. You can probably get some 4.0s from them um, to use as your scrubs. They are solid. No way they're going to come in. Um, from CCL, um, a number of teams are in action this week to be aware of. Uh, that's LAFC and Montreal, although you don't have to worry about them for this weekend. And then New York City and Atlanta. Those are the teams who are going to be playing um, midweek and then p- trying to play again on the weekend. Uh, remember, Seattle was eliminated, so you don't have to worry about them trying to juggle CCL. They don't have to juggle CCL anymore. They're out. Um, other than that, um, let's see what our first game of the week is. I believe that's New York City at 11.30 a.m., um, we kind of have games all through Saturday and then two games on Sunday, New England and Portland at uh, 12.30 Central Time, and then Minnesota and New York Red Bulls have the nightcap uh, Sunday night, 6 o'clock Central Time. So if you're kind of looking for a switch ruse um, for the later games, it's New England and Portland and Minnesota and the New York Red Bulls. Um, otherwise, you just have to look at the time, timing on Saturday. So let's get into those picks. Um, we'll start with a uh, goalkeeper. Wait, don't you do it? Don't you do injuries? I've been. Oh, wait, it, this is the whole reason I came on the show. <laughs> <laughs> injuries right, so and the, and Olympics. I that I was going to get into the. I actually had Twitter up just so I can do the Olympics. Okay, um, youth national team made their call ups. Um, 
I don't know for certain if these players are missing this weekend or immediately afterwards. They are in doubt for this weekend, so you have to look up and kind of check lineups if you're going to go with any of these players. Um, I would go advise you to go look up the um, tweet with the call-ups, but the main people that we have, uh, Reggie Cannon, Justin Glad, um, uh, Aronson from Philadelphia Union, Paxson Pomichol, Jackson Yule, and Jeremy Ibobasi. Um Oh, Jonathan Lewis is also. Maybe Saucedo, um, if you're looking at that. So those players were called up. What's that? Aaron Herrera? Yeah. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Herrera is on the list. Uh, Jordy um, Mihailovic for Chicago is yeah. also on the list. Yeah, so, I mean, those players have been called up. I don't know if they're leaving for this weekend or right immediately after. I kind of gather that's like a team-by-team thing. I don't know why it's a team by thing. MLS team has thing. already red dotted them, if that means anything, which yeah. it really doesn't. But that means MLS could be expecting them to leave, or at least the people behind the fantasy app and the people behind a lot of their social media stuff are expecting them to be called out before then. Yeah, you, you should really check their lineups if you're thinking right. about risking them. I, I would think the only one out of those you would risk would be Lewis and Ibobasi. Mm. You you really got to check their lineup if you if you're going to try to make make that risk. Um, so they're going to be in Olympic qualifiers. They're going to miss a, a good chunk of time. Um, so yeah, um, injuries. I, I don't know. I mean, we, Molino left. I think we talk, covered most of the big ones. Obviously, Joseph Martinez is out for extended period of time. Don't pick up Joseph Martinez. Sorry, Atlanta fans, to remind you of that. Um, I don't know. Uh, see, I. I've, I've been so out of the out of the out of the weeds. I haven't caught too many injuries. Every Sanders player that you want is probably injured. Some people didn't understand that from last week. I want to clarify: Sanders player. The rule is, if a Sanders player is fantasy viable, he is probably injured. So this is a good 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 rule of thumb. <laughs> and if he's and if he's not, he's then probably get two points. <laughs> Thanks, Roland. Yeah, that, that's all I had for. Um, for, for the injuries because i mean look i was in trial until like thursday yesterday keeping up the injuries is not something that <laughs> fair enough um um yeah it's i i just don't have the time to do mls's job for them anymore guys so people were asking mm-hmm. me on twitter this week i i can't do it anymore sorry <laughs> um truly so yeah, i'm so, sorry i asked i, I had hey. no idea it's 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 a shame. It's a shame. Um, but yeah, so we let, let's let's get into the picks. Um, Blaine, I'll start with you. Defenders and keepers. Yeah, keepers and defenders. So here's 13 and a half, 14 million of my bench. Um, I've got Westberg in the first spot of the switcher reel or the keeper reel. Um, I don't trust Nashville to score. Westberg has been a quality keeper. Um, I think that's a good early shout. I don't trust um, New York or Miami at this point. Um, Andrasic, Pavone, Chicharito, somebody, um, I mean, Katai's there. Like, you've got enough options. I expect goals in those first two games, so I'm going with the earliest one I can. And then I've got that as a switch into Clint Irwin. Um, little, not too tight of a window. Got a three-hour block between starting time, so you should see, you should be able to see the full game. And they get the lineup. I don't trust Vancouver enough, but that one is definitely up in the road. I don't see or up in the air. I don't see a lot of good keeper options this week. Um, I think any one of these teams can score. 
Um, may go with Miller hosting Red Bulls. I think that's not a bad win for the last game because um, I know road goalkeepers are never really a good idea. But um, I think Westberg's your number one. Um, and my other bench, um, I've got Milton Valenzuela for Columbus. Home against Salt Lake. This is a matchup that's prime for points. I'll probably switch it to Awful if he's not playing. Uh, Valenzuela, for whatever reason, didn't play this weekend, and that surprises me. He's got a green dot, so no injury there that's been listed. Uh, Scuttlebutt um, says he is injured. Okay, yeah, but he's one of those that I saw the green dot, so I threw him in there. He's a placeholder for something else. He's also on the bench. And then I'm going kind of a hybrid of guys that can score and guys that can't score. So this is where some of my money goes. I've got Opara in there. Um, I do trust him against Red Bull. I think he's going to get a lot of bonus points. And he's just a threat on set pieces, and they have been looking really good on set pieces so far. So got to go there. Um uh, Brandon Bay has been playing well, getting a lot of attacking points coming out. 5.5 average for a little bit cheaper guy. Um, so going to go with that one. That's day two as well. So if Valenzuela or Awful hits on the bench, he's probably the first drop. And then I'm going uh, Mavinga against Nashville as well. I just, again, good offense, defense there. Um, and I just don't trust Nashville to score as much. Um, so going to go that way, but there's 13 million of my bench right there. So you guys can see how easy you can eat it mm-hmm. up if you run some good switcheroo keeperoos there, because I mean, I've got a 5.8 in the starting lineup, but he could easily drop to a 4.0 because my 7.5 on the bench defense is going to come in if he has that good first game. So that's almost half of that 30 million. I told you guys I had on the bench and those are the teams I like, like, um, Toronto is your clean sheet shouts this week. And given their offense, I'm not sure you really want to trust all their or trust too many of their attacking options. And then from there, I don't see a lot of clean sheets anywhere, really. Maybe Minnesota against New York, but New York's got such a rotation in midfield that it's going to be hard to keep them down the entire game. What about you, Christian? Well, I think. I agree with you that there are very slim clean sheet opportunities. However, I read it a little differently. I also, well, I'll start with my keeper. I think Room, I'm starting him on the bench, uh, hoping he does well. I know that uh, that Columbus's defense is a little bit uh, injury-ridden right now, riddled rather, um, you know, but they are still a solid squad, and so I put them up there. Um, my switcheroo is Galese from Orlando. I think uh, they have a really solid shot against Chicago, believe it or not. Um, Janssen uh, is uh, – I like to double up goalkeepers and uh, defenders from the same squad, um, kind of capitalize on the fantasy points there. I went homer with Opara because I had no better ideas. Um, I also chose Brandon by, uh, he gets down that wing quite well. He scored last week, right? Uh, all the same reasons Blaine, I'm sure picked him are the, the ones that I picked him. Um, and Cadden, um, he is probably the most likely at 4 million, uh, the backup for, uh, Wormgore, I think, um, if he shouldn't play it's Cadden. So I'm going to take my chance with a couple of stronger sides and stronger attacking sides um, in Minnesota and 
the revs to try to take the pressure off their defenses. So that's how I'm laid out in the back. All right. Well, I'm, I'm pretty similar to, to y'all. Um, I've got Westberg um, in the first spot for, you know, to come off the bench in the keeper uh, I've got Knighton in there as the second part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that is because I've kind of found that I've not been able to check lineups during um, the day on Saturday. So I kind of need that night over. So I, I think New England's got a decent shout at a clean sheet um, with Portland. Um, I, I just wasn't impressed with Cor- what Portland was able to do offensively mm-hmm. against Nashville, get a cross country trip on that Gillette field. So I don't know how much Larry will play, you know, with that, because that's generally a game where they try to, or teams try to avoid playing older injury prone players. And that seems to be where Valeri is right now. So without Valeri, I don't see much from Portland, especially if a Bobacy is gone. I don't know who's scoring for them. So Decent shout for um, New England to get a clean sheet. I have um, Farrell in there right now um, with Portland being a little bit more defensive. I don't know if the offensive abilities of Bai is going to translate. So I'm a little bit more dependent on Farrell's uh, defensive bonus points mm-hmm. for production. Um, I have uh, Mavinga and Mensa as the defenders on the bench, and that's mostly a timing issue. They play first, so... Mm-hmm. I'm going to see their scores and then it can adjust. Uh, and then I have Kamiri from uh, Vancouver. Uh, he got seven points uh, last week, and I believe he actually got seven points. He got five points the week before um, against Sporting Kansas City. So seems pretty solid for bonus point production. Um, I think <clears throat> Colorado, especially if they're missing uh, Lewis, uh, on the road, I, I think that's a tough matchup for Colorado because Colorado, I think, is better t- sitting back on the counter. We know Vancouver is not going to count uh, be an attacking team, so I kind of have that one as an ugly uh, draw, you know, nil-nil draw that both teams can kind of get good um, defensive points from, or at least decent clean sheet shouts. And clean sheets, we kind of talked about it. It's hard to see a, a whole lot of clean sheets this week outside of uh, I think the teams that we mentioned. So. Uh, by the way, I, I forgot. Aro is on my team too. By the way, four point oh, okay. seven, seven points last week. I'm so used to ignoring Toronto that <laughs> I forgot. Sorry. No, no, no problem. But I mean, I think I think we're generally in agreement. <laughs> we're looking at Toronto, New England, Columbus. Um, I mean, I, I have Vancouver. I think we kind of covered all the, the. But those those are pretty much the few teams we're really targeting for clean sheets this week. Yeah, uh, Shannon in chat just hit us up with a question, and I think it falls more into my wheelhouse channeling my inner J and being Kansas City-related <laughs> question. I mean, <laughs> hit me up with both sides of that rivalry. Uh, Punchet, Punsek, and Anuha. Um, yeah, uh, second center back for Kansas City, uh, Punchek. A um, little bit cheaper than Beasler, better average than Beasler. Um Honestly, I have to put him in that same category as Beasler all the way around, though. Um, he would, he might be my pick because he offers a little more and he's got the slight average lead. Um, but Kansas City's defense is so situational. I still don't trust them. The deep balls over the top burn them. Um, don't try. I don't trust trust the Kansas City defense unless I know they're going up against a really weak offensive team. Unless I'm looking at a guy like Martins who is getting forward a lot and is going to get you the bonus points on the other end of the ball of the game as well. Um, 
yeah, so that's that's that. Um, um, I like RSL's defense. Anuha has been one of their one of their more standout players. He's the name that always comes up. I mean, Herrera gets the attacking bonus points, and then you're kind of looking at your next level. And Anuha has been he's he's got the second best average behind Herrera, and Herrera gets the attacking points. I think he and Glad are interchangeable, but I just like Anuha's. I think he gets the better bonus points. I was seeing it last year as well. If I was going to pick one guy that's not Herrera from the RSL defense, it'd be him yeah. first, then Glad, unless I see something where I'm looking at maybe Toya or Silva going forward as well. But, yeah, no, if you're looking at a center back for RSL and you think they're going to be facing a lot of crosses, Anuha is your, your number one go-to right there. Agreed. All right. Good, good, good advice there. All right, uh, let's let's move on to midfielders. I think we've exhausted defenders. Uh, Christian, who do you have in midfield? Oh wait, hang on. Uh, oh, all right, do we have? To... Yeah, I got you. Um, let's see here. Okay, this is all right. I saw you guys on chat. You're gonna laugh it up. Okay, I actually put Nanny in there because it's <laughs> Nanny. All right, and he's at home, and he's against Chicago. All mm-hmm. right. So he's in there. I may take him out. I may leave him in. Who knows? Uh, but moving on to more important players, uh, Jan Gregush is a must-have this week, in my opinion, um, as is Pozuelo. Uh, I like Jack Price just for the floor uh, and Jamiro Montero. And no, this is not a gut check reaction from last night this is because Montero is a quality player and with Aronson gone to the Olympics he will step into that 10 role that he was very very successful in last year I expect big things from that and he's against San Jose at home who has given up seven goals San Jose so those are my five minutes (laughs) all right Blade yeah I mean it's hard to argue this week this week is really, really rough on us because we've got some key injuries at the top of the of the price structure. I mean, Ladero's out. Carlos Hill has not played. Tighter, Blessing, Atuesta, all on by. Um, this is uh, Barco's going to play the Kansas City defense, which I'm not sold on, but I know a lot of people are saying this is a return to form, and I can understand why a lot of the fantasy community is hesitant to play anybody into the Kansas City defense, even with Kansas City being on the road. Um, Royer's on the road. Gressel's on the road. Uh, Jao Paolo for Seattle is on the road. Kevin Molino's got an injury. Um, uh, the top end of the price structure is just either out or on the road. And so it makes it tough. So I've got Gregus and Pozuelo in there as well. Um, just, I think these are the two best matchups of the week for midfielders. Um, I've got, depending on the lineups, depending on how it goes, I've got Mihailovic from Chicago in there. He's been pumping a pretty good average. I don't trust Orlando. Even at home, I don't trust them as well. So I've got him slotted in there. He will... It's That game is just enough later that I don't know if I'm going to have, have time. I don't know if I'm going to gamble on it. I'm going to kind of see how the rest of the players go early. Like if Reggie Cannon's not in game one, I'm going to assume Mihailovic is going to be out. And I'm kind of torn between Celerion and – oh, who was my other one? And Nani. I, like if you're going to go with a guy this week, Nani coming in, fresh legs, Chicago on the road. Like this is this is a good matchup that I would be willing to pick somebody up from. You mean um, Nani at home? 
or yeah, not yeah. at home. Yeah, Chicago. Chicago. And he's got a chip on, on his shoulder. Yeah, he's got a chip yeah, like, on his shoulder. Yeah, like this is a this is a guy coming in. Like this is one that I, I, I could see. I can see the Nani pick. Um, first game, first game of the season for him. He's going to come in wanting to do something. Uh, that's not a bad shout. I think I like Zeller Ryan a little bit better. Um, yeah, he was I, he was in there before Nani. Yeah. Um, the, and so and then I've got Jack Price on the bench too. So I've got Mihailovic and Jack Price, which is eighteen and a half million. I mean, now with the thirteen million, that's my thirty million right there. But I think this is one where you can do that. Um, Colorado is playing on the road. I expect good things from Jack Price, but Vancouver's still a wild card for me. I don't know what to expect from Vancouver. They could really shut down Colorado. Price may get a four or a five. I'm I'm nervous about that. So I'm going to put, even though he's 10.5, I'm going to put a road player on the bench instead of a home guy like Greg Goose or Pozuelo or I know Mihailovic is on the road, but he's on the bench too. I've only got two starting midfielders in my lineup this week because I just don't trust the midfielders at all. I don't know what's going to come from this. Um, you've got you've got plenty of options. I don't want to just harp on these guys. I mean, Maxi Morales at home versus Dallas could be a good one. Um, Barco uh, at home versus Kansas City could be a good one. Uh, Montiero for Philly is another good shout. Um, my only the only lineup I'm going to be watching like super super close for my midfield is, and it's going to be the last minute. I'm probably going to save the extra what is it half a million million that I need. Um, if Kevin Molino starts, I'm starting Kevin Molino over uh, Greg Goose. Um, I will save that. It's 0.7 difference. I will save that for the final game. Uh, but Molino's got the yellow dot. He came off early. Um, I would take Molino over Greg Goose this week with the way Minnesota's been playing. Okay. Um, so I actually have a few different picks. Um, some, some of the same. Um, I have Montero uh, and Pozuelo as well. They're in my team. Um, on the bench, I have Artur from Columbus. He's put up a six and an eight, um, really kind of dependable. So I figure put him in, kind of see what, what goes on. Um, then maybe I would probably bring in Nani, um, maybe you know, kind of selling me on you take taking a risk on Nani. But I'm not sold on RSL. On, on Don't listen road, to me, so man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's he's he's an interesting pick, but. Um, on, on the t- on the team, I mean, I haven't heard. I have Pizarro from Miami. Um, it's their home debut, and the LA Galaxy's defense is trash, and it's really trash uh, on the road. So I'm kind of going with that. With you know, I could see maybe bringing that in, changing that to Ladero if Ladero is healthy, uh, but we'd have to see on that. Um, but yeah, I kind of like you know, usually home debuts are big wins for the expansion team. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a little differential. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see about that. Um, all right. And then I, I will start us off on, on the forwards. Um, I have Andrasic from Dallas. Uh, I, I think New York city hasn't looked well. I, I think being sandwiched in against games against Tigres is, is a good opportunity for, for him. I have, uh, guy we call priz from the union um you know Shabilko, Zanazek, you mean what's that shabilko shabilko yeah 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 i'm not trying to say that um you, you, you you've you've listened to this podcast enough you don't oh say yeah <laughs> um shabilko you know seven goals against san jose there 
Uh, I think that's a decent opportunity. 8.4. And then I have Rui Diaz. Uh, Houston is garbage. Um, I think if you let in four goals from Sporting Kansas City, I know Blaine doesn't want to hear this, but if you let in four goals from Sporting Kansas City, I, I don't think your defense is good. So <laughs> Seattle, especially if, if Rui Diaz gets Ladero back, uh, I, I think he'll, he'll get, a, get a lot of goals this week. Yeah, that Ladero pull is going to be huge. It's just it just happens to be the last game to kick off on Saturday, and you really don't have a ton of options to change from at that point. I mean, and, you could swap him to Amarillo. I mean, unless you yeah, him yeah, else. yeah. That's kind of or um, Gustavo Bo from New England, who I'll just segue mm-hmm. right into that. I do have Bo in my lineup to start this. Um, I don't trust Portland's defense on the road. Um, and I like the way he's been playing as a 10. He's got a 6.5 average. Um, I love having him in there this week, um, but he's probably the first one I would sacrifice. I may go full homer and put Felito back in there as well. It's just, it's kind of a toss-up on that one. I want to see what lineups come out or what lineup comes out from Atlanta and what that defense looks like, but it's, it's really hard to take road strikers. Um, and then um, – Emeria from Minnesota is in there. Um, I hate that it's the last game. I Thanks, wish please. I could see that score. But, yeah, I just – I don't trust Red Bulls. And and the way they're playing right now, I just yeah, – it's hard to bet against a hot team. They just put up five. Everybody's getting involved, even if Molino's out. Emeria's <laughs> got to be in my list. And then it, if Herrera's gone for RSL, I'm taking Zardes this week again. He got his first one. I've picked him hard. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Zardes fan club. I'm, I'm, I'll own it. I just this is a I'm shocker. Gonna, I think James I, uh, was in chat. James, could we lock him into Zardes every week and just see how that how that works? Come on, James. Oh, we, I, I I'm locked into Zardes. He's on my draft team. He will be in every lineup unless he's got a buy. Like I will be. I will be rooting behind him every week unless he's on a buy. So we mentioned Bo. I don't trust Bo until Heel comes back. Mm. That that's just my opinion. But what, what what do you think about that, Christian? I mean, I think that Heel makes Bo better in some ways. I think that Heel takes away from Bo in some ways. Um, it's hard to tell. Um, I think that Bo kind of let some people down uh, last week. Was it? Um, I didn't take him last week, but uh, I think what did he get a three or four or something? A five. I, think it was, I mean, he's had a, an eight oh, a five. five. Oh, he's, okay. That's that's pretty decent. And I just saw got, people complaining on Discord about both. He's only got, I didn't take him. So, um, I I per I have Bo. In fact, I have the armband on Bo this week. Okay, call me stupid. Whatever that could change. You know, like I'm very mercurial. Um, so. I have Bo, I have Amarillo because I'm a Minnesota guy and they are hot. And uh, I also have Sergio Santos. Again, not a, not a, uh, a knee jerk reaction to their performance last night, but uh, I think the guy looks dangerous. He's got that look, he's got the moves. He's very capable of getting on the ball, beating people and getting in the box and scoring. And we saw that last night against LAFC. Now, LAFC has a really bad defense, in my opinion. You know, the only reason their defense was any good or got any clean sheets last year is because their attack was so potent that it distracted everybody on the other team to be on the other side of the pitch. 
uh, that they didn't see a lot of shots because Vela was on the ball or Rodriguez was on the ball. So it's kind of hard to tell if Philly's legit for that reason. Um, because, you know, like it's, you know, uh, the LAFC game wasn't like a typical LAFC game, in my opinion. Uh, and LAFC got rid of Zimmerman. That's something to add on that defense. That is a huge deal, yeah. I mean, yeah. Th- their defense did not get open. better. Yeah, their be- defense did not get better this year. Um, th- they brought in Yakovic, right? Um, he's decent. He's a veteran. Um, but, you know, Zimmerman, he is – a big tall dude in the middle of the park that you could get by. And that was very difficult for a lot of teams last year. And um, so I guess what I'm saying is I think Santos is really a good shout at that price. He did well last week. Uh, you know, for lack of a better, I mean, let's put it this way. I usually scrub a forward if I can't pick three right away. Like I'll scrub a forward. I'll use that as my scrub spot because uh, midfielders tend to do better. Um, so he's the first candidate for my scrub spot, but, you know, I also like to take chances on guys like that. And, uh, like I took a chance on, on Drasek worked out, you know, so far didn't take him this week because he's away against New York city. And I think New York city is still potent. Um, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. And on that, um, I mean, you when you look at Philly, you look at the a collection of guys, and you're really uh, debating Shabilka versus Santos. Mm-hmm. And I look at San Jose, and that man marking system is devastating. Um, I would not pick Shabilko. I know his name came up in chat. Um, I would not pick Shabilko this week. I think he is not built to beat the man marking system. Well, and he's but, been ice cold. Yeah, he's that been. Hasn't, yeah, he yeah. hasn't played as well. Um, Santos is a guy who I expect to get a few free runs. I don't know if that's going to turn into goals, but if I was told to pick a Philly forward, I'm picking Santos over Shabilko this week based on how the defense are going to be playing works their system. Uh, that's just me. I'm not taking either one. I think uh, I, I've been really high on Philly, but I think they're a little bit Jekyll and Hyde. And I just, I think I, I like my other options better this week, but that is a, that's a definite candidate that I probably overlooked a little too much this week. Your flyer is Zardes. <laughs> that's not a flyer. That's a guarantee. Oh, you know, yeah, that's a flyer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So captain picks. Uh, Christian, Christian, who did you say you had your captain? Uh, I have it on bow now. That could change to a midfielder very, very easily. I just haven't decided. Uh, all right, I, I'm thinking Paz or somebody. Maybe Greenwich even. Okay. Um, I should put it on Zardes just to own it 100%, but I've got it on Emeria <laughs> right now. Um, I, wrote ah, my golden, I wrote my Golden Rules article last year when picking captains, and you either play midfielders for the better average and you ride it out and get more points all season, or you stick it on a forward every week and you hope that you hit more than you miss. And you let those big hits make up for the lower average from week to week. So I'm going forwards probably all year, just to, or at least for this first six week set. So it's on Amaria. I am not looking at any midfielders at this point. Plus, I think a lot of the top end midfielders are out. So I'm going to go for a big boom right here. I might, be, I might be there with you, dude. Seriously. 
that, that, that is an interesting strategy, here. especially with the smaller, you know, window to do it. Uh, but right now I still have it on a midfielder. I have it on Montero, um, mostly on the idea that San Jose is trash. And I, everyone else is like, oh, their defense is good. I'm like, I think San Jose, I think, I think that team has problems. Um, I, I, I just kind of wonder if they've tuned out the, either they've tuned out the coach or they haven't built up the press their their endurance to pull off the press and last year that took them two months to do so i figure philly can get something in these next two in this next game so um that's where i have it i i could switch that up san jose uh, clean sheet confirmed (laughs) (laughs) yeah right Uh yeah um all right. Well, I think that's all that we have. Um, at least we had some pretty decent uh, variety in picks this week. So ho- hopefully that's a good sign for not as much template teams uh, going forward. Um, so, yeah. So let's uh, get into our plugs and wrap this up. Uh, Christian, do you have anything to plug? No, absolutely nothing. <laughs> I am no one. I'm nobody. He's no one, but he's on the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord, which you can check out. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Blaine, yeah. how about you? Yeah, I'm going to brown nose. Um, big shout out to Fantasy Boss tonight. He got on and got a setup to run the show. Uh, got everything. If you're on video, you see his window popped up there and muted. Um, he got everything set up for us ahead of time so we could run this without him. Um, even while he's on vacation, he's still working. He's dedicated to his craft. So big shout out to the boss tonight for just always being part of the community, even when he's on vacation. Can I, can I plug somebody? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. James Ballow. Mm-hmm. That guy. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, James. <laughs> and, and, and on that note, we ended the ten point boost, right? Yeah. What's that? That's an instant 10 point boost in, for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, he already gave his extra fifteen million a season to me. That's why. That's why I can have thirty million on my bench. James gave me. That's that why extra. he's just dropping Zardes. He's, like, he's got like a special spot for Zardes points. Um, but really, I mean, like uh, to be a little bit serious here, this this guy takes a lot of flack from a lot of us, and uh, you know, the, the changes he's making, the valuation stuff, the you know the the cap. Um, he's doing the best he can. He's he you know. They're doing sure. I'm having like a hair thing. Um, <laughs> they're doing really. He's doing really well, I think. And I just want to just say thanks. Thank you. Well, and I know he's taking a lot of uh, communication yes. on Twitter and on Discord, which I, I know that trans level of transparency is good. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're we and always he's enjoy. The game. Yeah, but but something we enjoy most of all is just talking fantasy and be able to do that with someone who's behind the scenes. Uh, has been really good. So, um, you know, hopefully we'll have more good fantasy conversations this week. And with that, we will end. So good luck.